episode of unsolicited advice of course uh here again i'm david zafra i'm Brittany herzbrand and we have jaleesa johnson hey. our guest returning guest returning guest this has only happened twice in the history of unsolicited advice oh Very i'm honored yes. and we only re-released an episode once and that was yours Aww, episode, yeah. thank you guys yeah yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, I, I was like super depressed these last couple of weeks. And so <laughs> <laughs> that episode that we were talking on, uh, it seemed very relevant to what That's was happening in my life. So kind of good. I'm, <laughs> I'm sad that you're sad, but was it the holiday blues or which is seasonal depression or no, I don't think I, I chronic. feel like I, no, I don't think I have <laughs> seasonal depression. I think I have it in the opposite. Like I get sad during the summer when it gets hot. Same. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I just like, I can't do anything. I'm just like, I don't like sweating. I don't want to do it. It just sucks. Interesting. It sucks to like. You know, to be hot when you're trying to sleep, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Christmas lights make me feel com- com- comforted. You're yeah. happier in the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. I get sadder. I get triggered by like the the major holiday celebrations. But that's just me, I guess. I thought maybe you guys could relate, but I'm, I guess I'm alone I mean, I that. do get a little bit of like a, a, a kind of sad nostalgia for the holidays sometimes. It'll trigger a lot of memories about, you know, those time periods in different parts of my life. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, it's it's pretty it's pretty positive. That's I don't good, really as it should be. I just I read about a lot of people too that just have it for all kinds of reasons, and mm. I it's just very trauma based. I think oh. for us. so unless, unless you went through something around the holidays, which a lot of people do, family related trauma. Yeah, yeah like I mean, I'm glad you guys didn't. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have kids also, so I think that helps because oh, you're always yeah. trying to like you know get them excited about things, and they love you know when you're a kid you fucking love Christmas. You do, you, yeah. My I, kids love oh. Christmas music, and they love Rudolph and my son has a little rudolph toy that he like yeah i was big on so that stuff and, and then reality kicks in yeah. I'm, I'm hoping your kids have it for longer than i did i'm hoping yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said they don't believe in santa right no they don't yeah, yeah. see but i think that's still even better yeah you can be a fan of christmas right yeah. and not give you know crap about santa that's how i was they're a fan of the mythology just like a lot Aww. of things aren't real that we that we like and they understand <laughs> that. That's very cool. Good yeah. parenting on your part, David. That's what I told them when I when they were talking about. Well, one of my son's concerns when we told him that Santa wasn't real was that he didn't want Santa to be dead. Oh, and I'm wow. like, it's not, it's not the way it works. But you know, it's like your kids so are cool. Something could be That's something so could funny. be uh, very meaningful to you, even if it's not real. Like I, I love Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man's very important to me, but he's not. He doesn't exist. Right. But he still can teach you a lot of valuable lessons. And he never dies. Just the reboot. I mean, he does die. Uh, no, sp- I mean spoilers, but he does. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, in the Avengers, he he dead. Well, he dies in he the Spider Verse also. <laughs> D E D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the new Spider Verse movie also. Damn. Dies in that. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's true. Yeah. He dies a lot, I guess. Actually. I, I mean, guess we so have many to. Versions, if we didn't die, or if things didn't die, it wouldn't be as cool. To be alive, right? I mean, that's the idea, I think. Yeah, I in theory. Like, okay, just as much, I think. <laughs> what? Are you, you want to live forever? I don't I know. I don't know either, but I also am so afraid of death that I don't know if... Yes, I agree with you that, like, the fact that, 
life being finite makes things better, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like that when I'm living it and I'm like, I don't want things to end. That makes sense. I, I think I only feel this way because we see things die all the time and, and most things don't matter. Like when a plant dies, we don't cry, you know, but when a person dies, like we really reflect on their life and we feel this like usually this newfound like appreciation for love and, you know, sharing and memories. And we wouldn't probably have that if they didn't die. That is so shout out to all the dead people yeah. out there. That's very true, actually. Um, but like David said, still. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's my thing. What about when we get older, how we naturally deteriorate? Like, we got to counter that somehow. You're saying if medicine could allow us to kind of pause. Well, here's my ideal situation, which I think I've said before, is I really want to be a vampire. Because oh, okay. then you would stay young forever and you would live as long as you want, but they can still die. So maybe one day you're just like, you know what? I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My ideal thing would be ghost, like in Casper, where Ooh. you just stick around until you have unfinished business. You take care of your unfinished business and you can move on. But nobody to the next can life. touch you. I was going like, to say, what about eat? that physical you, attention? The, the, they eat all the time. <laughs> Casper, oh, yeah, they did. But they it was do. just like going through their body. Yeah, know, but not they cool. still have the enjoyment. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. So you still oh, get all the actually, pleasures man, of food. Maybe ideal. <laughs> They're just eating and nothing's happening to their bodies. They're staying exactly the same. Wow. I want to die. Not now. Definitely not now. Yeah. Not anytime soon. Eventually. I'm talking like 92. Solid age, right? That's a solid age. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think medicine's going to catch up enough Mm -hmm. for me to realistically live out this like vampire scenario, which would be cool. Uh, ghost still to be determined that could happen yeah. <laughs> but but as far as I happen. know um, I'd be okay with it because I think it makes me like get up and want to do stuff and not like when I'm like watching Netflix for too long I'm like man I'm gonna die I should like do something okay I also have that yeah yeah but then sometimes the the fear is so intense that it just bums me out I feel you it's a nice little balance that I think is that golden spot where you're like I'm gonna die but that's okay <laughs> let me go do something with my life it's funny because my fear is so intense that like sometimes it'll wake me up in the middle of the night where I'm like <gasps> like no just way pa- panicking about it from your own immor- or, or mortality yeah like, wow but it doesn't motivate me to do anything See, I literally don't care about wasting time okay that explains your vampire thing you're like I could just watch Netflix for 7,000 oh, yeah. years and I, I would be bummed out after like the first seven hours oh. like I would and maybe it's just like about how you view life because some people say that you can overwork right but I, I like the idea of I don't talk to my family too much and that does kind of bum me out but I still love the fact that I'm very invested in my own life so some people it's about what you value and it seems like maybe you value relationships a bit more maybe you care about just like relaxing self-care things like that and i should i should probably care more about those things honestly because i still get sad and and that might help but i don't know i think i would just want to live a a reasonably short life or like you know a regular life just so i could have something that keeps me going along the way yeah I think for me, it's like getting lost in my work. I want to work so much that I don't even notice when I die. I just want to die from a heart attack from working. (laughs) (laughs) I just pass out on my keyboard. That's terrible. Oh, my God. I I relate, though. I like being busy and making sure that I'm making the use of my time. And I don't care about having a long life because I don't want to get old. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, to me, it would just be like, yeah, just like just push it until <laughs> yeah, until i die so i don't have any more in me yeah <laughs> so i just can't anymore and then i'm just like yeah. okay i'm i'm done it's crazy but you're right yeah i never think i like being busy afterwards i'm like oh like 
I had to get up today, do shit. I had to do a podcast before this and then this podcast. And then if I had another plan, I would really start to dread the entire day. But okay. afterward, I would be like, oh, that was fun to have to do so many things. You like to relax, though. You like to enjoy the, the contrast. I like to do, like, I do not like to do anything that does not feel nice to me in the moment. <laughs> that makes sense. So you don't like to be, like, too wired either, right? Because I feel nice when I'm wired. But I realize it's a different personality trait. Like, like caffeine sort of wired? Yeah, but like a natural high from working sometimes. Oh. Like, you don't care for that buzz. You're like, I'd rather just you know, be happy and chill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm like happy and like overboard. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to figure it out. Nobody has yeah. the real answers to anything. It is nice to hear about like someone else that has a totally different mindset though. Like to be on the other side of the spectrum and they can all be problematic. But if it makes you feel mostly happy, I think it's a good way to live. It's not fulfilling. <laughs> Is not? <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, like, there are certain things that fulfill me, but I mean, obviously, like, I will go, like, if I don't, if I'm not working, if I have, like, a week off or something, yeah, like, yeah. I will, there are days that I just won't come out of my room. But no. you like that. I like that too sometimes. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. But then you just, you know, it's like, obviously, like, a depression thing. And Can't then do it for too long. Yeah. yeah. But I like a good three, day, three days of, like, rejuvenating, but after seven days of, like, going hardcore. Yeah. See, I gotta have that, that difference. Like, I gotta feel like it's a reward, and then spend less time on that than the thing that I'm doing to get the reward. So a good balance. Is it balanced? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seven days going hard, three days in bed. <laughs> See, I, I don't like being at home. I feel like three days, one day would be too much. I yeah, guess depending on what you're home. doing at home though. If you have a nice office or if you get to smoke weed, listen to music, whatever you do in your space. I, mean, I can do whatever I want in my house, but I But don't. you still hate it? Maybe because <laughs> your home is still like your, your home for like your family. Maybe you need your own space, like your own like office. You need a man you don't cave. Think so? <laughs> yeah. I, think so. I would I love an office, like a loft area just to work, just to be stimulated for days or hours on end and just lose myself mm. that'd be nice maybe if i had one i would appreciate it but right now i just like being out really i don't yeah. like being out too much like being doing this podcast outside is so weird i would be <laughs> in walls right now yeah. like you guys are cool for doing this because i just wouldn't on my own well i mean it's not we don't do it by choice this is lack of options no it's i mean cool, i feel really uncomfortable every time people walk by and look at us but i just have to hardcore like i forget yeah i totally I've, forgot that we have mics in our hand Man, i'm that's so cool. used to it i don't give a fuck at this point it anymore. really depends sometimes i don't care and sometimes when i'm like what yeah. what like <laughs> look at the podcast what yeah. you gonna fight bro i once did a slavery sketch with my my old friends and this family of four like wanted to watch us but like there was kids oh, like small yeah so we're like you don't want to watch this just let us do our art guys yeah. <laughs> yeah or like when we would film for the short film and yeah. we'd be out in public and everybody would be fucking staring and i'm like ah which like was it. great for me. I loved it's it. It's cool if it's Why? the right audience. Because it was fun to put you through that. <laughs> oh, like when you made me dance, dance at the oh, whistle stop. Oh my god, that yeah. sounds fun. There that was, was a scene. so great. It wasn't even supposed to be normal dancing though. The problem oh. was in the scene, I'm supposed to be wasted, okay. and I'm supposed to be dancing by myself. So and just kind of like the kind of dance you do when you're like kind of like waiting for someone to dance with you. So I'm just like he like made me do it like seven times. <laughs> oh, like it's like three. It felt, it felt like, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many people at Whistle Stop and nobody's on the dance floor, though. So I'm yeah. just like just like and, awkwardly. Dance. And then he's filming me and people are like, what the fuck is going <laughs> it on? It's interesting. But though. it looked good, though. Yeah. I was going to say sometimes <laughs> even though like recapturing life or recreating life can be weird, like filmmaking. Yeah. It's so beautiful at the same time, especially when you don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I wish I gave less fucks and did more things like that. Like just more. Random. Oh, I cared a lot. She did. though. She completely <laughs> but you, did. But you still did it. She faked it enough that you couldn't tell on camera. Which is all that matters. But and, and uh, yeah, it was so cool because like there was, there was like this projection going off the wall 
wall in the in the room you know how the whistle stop is yeah yeah uh and so it you like she's dancing in one spot but there's all this stuff like happening going on around her really cool i love so that a, kind of setup too i love seeing music videos get shot because like or just scenes where there's a party because they have to shoot the audio separately and just seeing them <clears> do the conversation like quietly while everyone's pretending to have a party in the background while it's silent i, know. I love we that, that too. <laughs> yeah movie magic man i've been just watching adobe like after effects and premiere pro videos on youtube for weeks now it's making me really want to film again <laughs> I we should about that let's do something hell yeah i want to make movies for the rest of my life i haven't made a single movie but like it just <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing i'd want to like do yeah. for the rest of my life yeah it's just cool i feel like the the editing part would be very that's the yeah. that's the hard part hard. like i've done short films but yeah editing a feature film like making mm. it perfect oh that sounds insane it almost sounds impossible but they do it all the time it's really hard i uh, yeah. the last thing that i filmed i ended up never making because the editing was too hard wow yeah i couldn't put it together interesting yeah yeah i wonder how often that happens to people too like you just want to take on a project but the editing holds you back i mean it could it took it takes probably like 10 times as long as it editing truly than does, it does film, yeah so. yeah and that goes for a lot of things too, like podcasting. I'll I will record like a one to two hour episode, but it takes me seven hours to edit it, re-edit it. You know, Damn. like yeah, just getting it out. I don't. Yeah, I don't even do a lot of editing for this podcast, but even just like having to like listen to it to make sure that there's not some yeah, like yeah. boring shit or we did something or said something it. dumb. Or yeah, <laughs> I ask you to cut something. Yeah, out. if you ask me to cut something, I gotta figure out like oh, what can I cut out? Or it's there's still like we said something that's gonna come up later. I gotta make sure that stays in. Yeah. So you do all the, the editing. Thing. Yeah. What do you use? What uh, software? I just do GarageBand. Oh, interesting. I use yeah. Audacity. I think the the lower your budget and the and the like easier it is to get out is the better. Because if you need to get something fancy, that's fine. But like I've just realized that people think that podcasts are more professional than they are or more expensive when really it's just about the the work you put mm -hmm. in. Like you can do a lot on GarageBand and a lot on Audacity. Yeah. But some people buy all these crazy things, and I'm like. Only if you're like really into something and you've been doing it for a long time do yeah. I think you should invest that much money. If you're doing like cereal or something, then you yeah. probably do need audacity. <laughs> you deserve but it. Hey, you know, <laughs> pat on the back, get yourself yeah. some new amps or something. You have I don't to know, have like a bunch of different things like coming together, music and different. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when you're starting different. off, man, like the easier it is to put out, the better I think it is for for your chances of it becoming something. Just yeah. the convenience of turning it around as opposed to it looking perfect. And some people love to see the progress of you starting off kind of like crap and then eventually getting, getting better. better yeah, yeah that shows passion if, as for, so leading into this whole concept of advice that we have for this podcast oh yeah that's the thing <laughs> that's that why i always tell people is just do it and then be bad at it for a while you're and supposed you're to suck eventually. at first dave Grohl yeah. said that from nirvana and yeah. i think he's a good example of like someone who's successful mm -hmm. like it doesn't really matter you can use so many different people's quotes but the idea is that most people sucked in the beginning yeah and people that didn't suck in the beginning it's because that wasn't really their beginning you got to look further back and see how they got there yeah. as opposed to how you started off somewhere else mm -hmm. you know so i just think that you're supposed to suck embrace the sucking it doesn't feel good i i know that now because we've been doing comedy for like what five six years yeah okay yeah so i feel and that, like i think it's great because it numbs you to it failure does. it's like having a child and then they're a toddler and you forget the pain of child labor <laughs> it's really painful yeah. labor when you're making something anything in the beginning but it's so worth it when you get just a couple of years in and if you're like really good then just a couple of months or a couple of, you know like it just it depends but it's gonna suck in the beginning no matter what it'll be like by default your worst work in the beginning beginning mm -hmm. but that's no reason not to start it's yeah. crazy if that's a reason not to start yeah we got to get out there you gotta do yeah. it yeah
Yeah. Gotta find something that I should get out there and do. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find something you're willing to suck you at should, for you, a little you while. You should really you should start your um your Costco review, like your uh, sample oh review. Oh thing. my yeah, god, that, that sounds is true. Great. I should do you my should do Costco that. blog. <laughs> I wanted to have this blog for so long. Does oh, it's gonna be a blog. Be a okay, blog. Okay. You could do like an Instagram and just have the picture of the food and the review yeah. underneath it, and it's just a fucking. Because blo- blogs are a little extra nowadays. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't have it, but you would have it adjacent to your main like source, which could be Instagram, something that's a little more accessible it be something, an instagram thing you're something right, simple and easy i was almost like tempted to do it for you because i'm like oh, that <laughs> i would have been pissed like, if you did it instead of me oh no, but he like, give you make credit account for you and oh, give it to you yeah. so you can start it you think i should have a separate instagram account for it yes it, yeah depending on how big you're gonna go with it like if it's gonna be its own thing and not just an extension of you as yeah. a brand then yeah because you could also put things on your profile that's like a funny video or something but if this is going to be like its own entity then yeah. a separate one I is think smart. it should be its own entity you should have a separate Instagram for it and if you want to you can plug it on your regular Instagram absolutely I don't like to have I mean this is a bad bias thing to probably say as advice but I don't like to have too many different I think two is great like having your account and then like having a, a business account or whatever you're yeah. doing but I, I sometimes find myself making all these different accounts for all these ideas and I'm like some ideas are just meant to be an extension of myself yeah. as, and yeah. then some are their own thing and this one sounds like its own thing but I also just say cautiously like what I would do is just not have too many things that that are their own entities like if you're gonna do this I would say make sure it's something that you're like really I don't know why I'm like getting all serious (laughs) I'm really passionate about Costco samples dude you could be seriously I I believe you I believe you yeah I think um, a lot of what's holding me back is just being embarrassed to take pictures of the samples in front of me. Well, see, maybe if you're even, because I, I don't well, know how. Can't you just grab the sample and then go to like an aisle and then do it there? I could, That's but, even funnier. But as I get bigger, yeah. obviously, I'm going to have to start filming the sample But by then you'll probably be numb to it. You'll be and I, th- it. I think that's a good point. You'll be very numb to it and you'll probably even have like. Well, I guess it ties into it, that confidence that comes from the numbness. You just, like, have your little vlog. People that are really big in vlogging, you can see them, like, rolling down the street in one of those yeah. little, like, uh, little unicycles. Yeah, and, they have something on that, like, a helmet attached to their yeah. camera. They don't give a fuck, dude, because they know how much it's worth. Like, the moment of doing a shot where or you're recording, where you're dancing by yourself in the room may feel awkward for those however many hours. And, like, I totally relate. It feels weird. It but like a couple of seconds. It, of was, like, <laughs> it was, like, hours. But the people watching, they're only going to see the the finished result and, th- and they're going to appreciate that so much more than however much awkwardness you yeah. felt in the room all right should we get into some advice yeah <laughs> i guess that so. we've been giving unsolicited <laughs> advice to her this whole time <laughs> well that's good because in the last episode we gave unsolicited advice to you actually yeah. you requested it but still. i did i needed that <laughs> i feel better that's good yeah well i see a therapist now and i take meds so i think it's like nine uh, days so yeah. improvement from the last episode then yeah in the last that's three good. months yeah but i had to have a psychotic break to get there so you oh, know i really had to cross that i feel like yeah. i'm on the verge right? i'm, I'm, oh, I'm shopping for a therapist right now okay interesting yeah. yeah i have like a very obamacare level therapist but she's really cool that's like, what i'm looking for <laughs> sometimes you see someone to listen to you you know like i think i'll upgrade over time but i know people that have like really expensive therapists that don't seem to help them yeah and kanye hates his therapist so there's that i'm yeah. willing to just go on craigslist and see if anybody will just listen to my problems that's, there you go yeah yeah a podcast is a good start too that's like the best way to <laughs> really get your stuff out there yeah, yeah but it's different though because i'm pre- like right now i'm pretending everything's okay are you no i feel like you're vulnerable yeah you're, you're living it out a little bit little by little i show it to a certain extent do you want to talk about it at all nope yeah, you want to hug, buddy? <laughs> I maybe to you later but okay okay podcast. some yeah. b-roll nice okay <clears throat> 
so this one is nothing too crazy. Um, I've been a part of a carpool for several years. Recently, I asked the main organizer, one of two drivers, for a breakdown of the charges he levies on each member. I was stunned to find out that he was effectively doubling the cost of each trip by charging for every conceivable cost of maintaining his car, including depreciation, tires, routine maintenance, and soon, the cost of a new car. It's his car. He would be driving to work each day regardless of whether there were other passengers or not. I feel that charging anything above gas and a driver charge is unfair. Okay. What's um, the too too long? Didn't catch that version of what? <laughs> like, what are they asking exactly? They're like, just saying this guy is charging us a shit ton to carpool with him. Oh, but we feel like we should just be splitting the cost of gas. But he's like throwing in fees for like, oh, well, the maintenance of my car. <clears throat> and is is he oh, like throwing in fees? On my tires, or is he is that just included in the price of like the weekly or monthly? Uh, I think he's like wrapping it all into his weekly fee. Yeah, gotcha. I mean times are hard, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I feel like it's uh, that's his hustle and he's making money that way like if you don't want to pay that amount of money to get a car like you can carpool with somebody else or you can I didn't think people paid to carpool. I don't know. I that's also a weird Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, really crazy like you take turns I mean, I carpooling. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be charging people to give them rides to places but that's why it does sound if like a hustle to me because otherwise it would be like a friend giving you know a ride to a friend yeah, and that wouldn't be an issue at all yeah but it sounds like he does this money. for side money so if he's charging extra stuff <clears throat> unfortunately it seems like it's within his territory but like if you're gonna argue with him about it like i mean it's worth a try but yeah there's not much like you can't really do much yeah. with that besides arguing <laughs> yeah yeah you I can mean, try to like get a, a more fair price for yourself i guess or i, I just don't think like there's nothing really you can do if he wants to charge this amount of money and people are paying it. Yeah. Like, what can you really do? Sounds about like that? just capitalism at that point. There which might sucks. be another person that would be willing to pay that amount of money if you don't want to do it. Totally. So. Yeah. I could see if he's going way out of his way every day to pick people up and drop them off and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And it doesn't say right. But it. Well, she says. Um, he would be driving to work each day regardless of whether there were other passengers or not. So mm -hmm. it doesn't seem the like he's really having to go out of his way. Okay. But and yeah, I guess. It's, it does suck to, like, put so much on the driver, you know, because I guess we don't know what their route is exactly. Maybe they have other stops they make along the way. I don't know. I, I guess this person just may not know the full story of their route because it doesn't sound like they're being an asshole, like, entirely. It seems reasonable to want to consider maintenance. Yeah. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Maybe if he's asking every week and he's asking for a large amount than what maintenance is worth because it's not much more in a year to keep but up it seemed like everybody was fine paying it until she said she asked she asked like hey how much and then he broke down the cost of what oh. he, they were including but it didn't seem like they really were that phased by it before the revelation that this is how much it was costing yeah and if they don't if like they stop paying him that money and he still wants some money then maybe he'll reduce the prices right and i don't think else. it's a nice thing to do necessarily to like be charging people a yeah, bunch of money the, to give the, them a ride to work the wear and tear element too because he said that or the person says that they, they'll be driving the same route for the most part they seem like they would um then where would the extra wear and tear come from i guess yeah because yeah. at first i was like maybe there's someone else but they would know if there's someone else on the route right yeah or, the only way i think it's even at all reasonable is if he's going way out of his way yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not saying that this person is like right for doing it but they're also like if they want to do it and people are paying them, then what is the problem? Yeah. Right. Like, what's the solution, I guess, on the advice part of it? I, I would say just like, yeah, give them a try with negotiating it. Maybe asking if they're coming from further away than they said. And, and 
I can't see that going super well. I'm not mm. the best at confrontation, so I'm just basing it on how I would. Oh, <laughs> no, this seems like a guy who definitely is, like, set in his way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's not that seems like a tough one. Um, yeah. yeah, driving on your own is, Uber is probably cheaper sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. Tough. I hate that it's come to this, the economy. We're fighting over carpooling, man. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I would also, I wouldn't get a ride from this person that's expecting a bunch of money mm-hmm. and a bunch of extra fees to be, so that we, he can give me a ride to work. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know if I would be like, argue like, hey, you need to have a fair, he's not like a, <laughs> he's not like a business, he's just a dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. what can you do about that? I'm not going to be like, put it going on strike so that he can give all of his his ride sharers a, a fair fee. Exactly. I'm just going to stop getting a ride from this person. Yeah. And consider like how much this person would pay on their own if they weren't carpooling, like just the person who wants the ride, like yeah. would they have to pay for Uber or like the bus or, and then weigh out those options. Cause yeah. maybe this person's giving you a reasonable price. That's true. I don't, we don't know how much it's costing for the carpool. They didn't specify the amount. Exactly. But maybe for this person, like you said, it could be like, Oh, you got to, take the bus to this place and that's like extra time extra money right right yeah they may be doing them a favor just by giving them a carpool ride at all and Mm -hmm. so that gives them leverage it sucks though man sounds like they're friends which makes me feel sad for the contention (laughs) real friends not gonna be charging you all this money (laughs) i don't think they're i don't know how close they are it doesn't seem like they're co-workers and if they are friends then your friend's a dick (laughs) (laughs) all right so is that is that it for that one then yeah yeah man Using All right. my backpack as gloves. Oh, it's smart. Yeah. I always put my hands like between my thighs. It's really, it radiates down there. Our, our loins. I'm wearing a dress though and my hands are so cold oh, that so I'm would terrified to put them between that my legs. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta have a little insulation there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this person is saying, uh, I hate men. It's an option <laughs> that feels more timely now in the era of Trump and Weinstein and Cosby and allies and insert millions of other names here. But I... Uh, but one that I'm afraid might ultimately ruin any chance I have of contentment if I can't figure out a way to stop being angry all the time. Aww. I'm almost 27, live in a major city, have a job doing things I'm passionate about, have friends I like, have a good relationship with my mom. These, okay, this <laughs> the whole works. I'm incredible. People love to talk about things that are relevant to the question but i'm incredibly lucky in every single part of my life except my interaction with the opposite sex which have uh, been almost universally awful from day one i've never met my father and the only time i've spoken uh, to him he's been heinous most recently he slid into my dms to get my email in order to ask me uh for a paternity test you know how your mother the woman who raised you and uh has given you everything uh is uh, was what he said. You know how this person is, is what he said. Oh uh, I was 24 at the time and have never asked him for anything. My stepfather was an immature creep who would catcall women while I was in the car with him. After an ugly divorce from my mom while I was in high school, he showed up at my graduation uninvited. I went uh, to an all-girls high school, which I realized in retrospect was the only thing that gave me uh, the room to become the person that I am now, naturally. Mm. Um, so spent the whole time afraid that no guy would ever actually like me, which unfortunately seems as pertinent now as it was hyperbolic then. I go, I got to college and still had no success dating, plenty of lovely male friends though, and finally lost my virginity while studying abroad to a guy who had a girlfriend. That would uh, that would become a theme. The next guy I got involved with, my longest relationship, if you could call uh, sporadic cross-country liaisons that, had literally been a pimp. The next, the next guy I got involved with turned out to have a girlfriend. The guy after that also turned out to have a girlfriend. Only he got me pregnant too, so I had to get an abortion. Uh, David. 
Wait, why are you blaming oh, David? <laughs> There's a lot going on here. I don't it's know. Really escalated. Yeah, the yeah. guy, the guy after that, <laughs> was the only time I'd ever uh, say that I'd been in love. But he didn't want to have a long distance relationship, and then six months later slept with someone else in our same industry, and basically made me feel like a pile of garbage. Uh, with the next guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I appreciate the persistence. She didn't just give up on me. That's she my t- advice: is give up. Yeah, well, she's on the brink. It sounds like, yeah. Uh, sorry. The, uh, she I might be a lesbian. With uh, next, Women I thought I might. I was finally playing uh, my cards right, being patient and waiting for him to make an uh, effort and treat me right. I thought it might go somewhere. Then he drunk dialed me to tell me that he loved me and broke up with me twelve hours later when I told him that he <laughs> told him what he'd said. I just found out that he was on a certain viral spreadsheet. Oh, know. viral! Like how? I don't know. That's just uh, oh, that's just what. I, okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, I couldn't corroborate any of the claims there. All this on top of the fact that most of my male (laughs) role models have hit me at one point or another. And like every woman, I can't leave the house without getting harassed. And I'm constantly uh, underestimated for no reason other than the fact that I have ovaries. Friends uh, with girlfriends keep flirting with me and it makes me feel powerless. Uh, Oh, and my boss has an open sexual harassment case that no one will talk about internally. Wow. Uh, I really, (laughs) this is so much. Yeah, this just got real. I really, really try to do the uh, things right and be open and friendly and receptive to the idea that someday a man might treat me like a human, uh, but it just gets harder the older I get and I can feel myself hardening as a result. Cranky old bitch is not the life that I want, but it feels uh, imminent since I just keep getting burned. I'm finally coming around to the idea that it's not my fault, yet I feel like um, the uh, common denominator. Clearly, I have a history of making poor relationship choices. The alternative seems to be opting out, which just makes me feel like I'm wasting my youth. I guess I feel like uh, I, I guess I just need someone some hope that it gets better. Uh, everyone has already said, oh, you'll find someone when you're older. Now I am older. Nothing has changed except I feel more alone. I want to be able to meet a man, platonic or not, and have some faith that he won't be garbage instead of always assuming the worst. Is that possible? Whoa. All right. Who wants to start? Good job <laughs> reading that. Yeah. And, and good job for them for being so vulnerable. They actually they seem to make a lot of good connections that I feel like I would have tried to, like the uh, father figure or lack thereof you yeah. know, issue. And then... Um, just accepting they, they're probably not attracted to women sexually but like i i've had similar situations with men dating them and like women are great women something about i don't dear great guy david but like <laughs> women seem to I, I don't know not have a history of all the things that she listed some of them definitely are the are exceptions but uh but yeah, maybe maybe she could consider dating a nice lady. Then, that's a <laughs> but if she's straight, if she's totally straight, that's tough because yeah. guys can be crappy. And uh, I think obviously there are a lot of great guys, but if you had so many bad experiences, it's like, how do you undo <clears throat> that feeling of skepticism without Prince Charming rolling up? Because people are going to be imperfect. Yeah. So like, I, I'm not saying oh, hitting. It sounds like they're yeah, very these, flawed. These guys are super extreme, but yeah, like I mean, um, she may have a harder time like with her patience for like holding out for someone because of all the, the chances she's given. So, I I don't want to say patience would be the answer, but um, dating women might. 
I think that she should go to therapy because obviously there's a trend among all of the men that she's actually shown interest in and dated. And I'm not saying that it's her fault, but she's obviously picking the wrong type of people to... Yeah, or attracted to them subconsciously for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's something that she should probably figure out and then maybe she can... I mean... You know, I kind of agree with her. Like, all men kind of suck. And I, I don't I, really fully believe that there's, like, one that's super great. Yeah. But, but uh, platonically, she has problems, too. And I think I have a lot of great platonic male friends. Um, but so that's, that's interesting. I do. I have a lot of platonic male friends. But they still say shit that I'm like, ugh. They do still suck. So that's why I think her tolerance for them is much lower than maybe the average woman because of her experiences. And it's not her fault at all. But, yeah, like, therapy, like you said, helping her acknowledge that that's the reason that not hashtag not all men, you and know, you, essentially. Yeah. And then choose better people if you can. But <clears throat> I also kind of think like she's putting too much pressure on. It sounds like that's so important to her to meet a guy and be with somebody. And yeah. It's like, I mean, it represents a lot about society. If you're a straight woman or if you're more attracted to men, like finding a man is like finding a completing this part of your life right yeah. I, I know it sounds very old school at the same time but I feel that way about like when I'm dating a woman like I still like the companionship and you have to go with what you're attracted to so I, I kind of get why she feels a little like you know this is my I, this is what I want I get yeah. it but I think that she should care less that's tough though I think when you're lonely and you're trying to find somebody and it just makes things worse like when the failure happens it's like double as bad yeah so yeah so it can be very difficult to just be like oh I'm not gonna need a person right now right cause self care is so hard to think about when you're lonely like yeah. I've been on that end where I've really never been alone so I'm the worst at this like kind of advice <laughs> I always jump from relationship and I've been with the same one pretty much on and off for like seven years so I, I love being with someone almost like belonging to someone so I get that longing but I don't know what to do in between when you're really waiting. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I'm like almost always perpetually single for the most part. Interesting. Um, I don't really mind. I don't know. I think that's that sounds very healthy. Obviously, um, some things with people will bum me out. Yeah. But um, on a day-to-day basis, I'm not like, got to meet my boyfriend today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. Like, I, I guess this is just something I deal with having uh, apparently borderline personality disorder, which honestly, a lot of people with trauma from like early sexual childhood experiences, they have this. Like just anyone that lacks the sense of identity and they find that in other people. Yeah. Uh, so I find that like I have my favorite person and my life is all about them. And that completes me, even though it's really unbalanced. It's some people just live their life that way. But then not everybody is gonna just be that person for you so it's it's really hard to give advice when i feel like i found that person but it's not perfect either i don't think i'm settling but i also feel that your soulmate can be someone that is not a perfect human like someone who doesn't hit you but also you know maybe raises their voice and like you have to figure out better ways to communicate together so if she realized that maybe she's coming with skepticism to the table a little bit not wrongfully yeah, I don't think she's wrong to be skeptical, but it's it's a disadvantage that sometimes we're born with is like these circumstances that make us more skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to like just adjust accordingly to reality if we want to be happier, I think. And I get stuck in that black or white thinking where someone has to be all this and all that. But in reality, that person might be a little... Not to say we should focus on their flaws, but they're going to have them, you know, and so maybe not thinking that because they're a man, they have them. Oh, I'm gay. It's so hard to say. (laughs) I do think a lot of men have them. They're so hard. I do. Yeah. 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 It's just the advice. It makes sense. I agree. It's like, yeah, men suck. It's it's difficult. And I just talk to 
like so many people on a regular basis and hear their stories and i'm just like it's a societal issue for sure like she's not wrong and (laughs) being gay is like a cop out (laughs) 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 i'm trying to like swerve around the problem (laughs) it doesn't solve it (laughs) yeah it's a it's a lot i mean there were specific things i were were gonna talk about but then it just went on and on and on and on yeah (laughs) there i mean they just had a rough go basically i mean they listed all the different things you could have just told us you had terrible (laughs) there's a lot of sort of bad things but i do like i guess it drove the point home that it's like one after the other it's just like constant disappointment and all these things are adding on top of each other she's really good at acknowledging what those uh those i guess i don't want to say triggers but like circumstances that she keeps falling back into the cycles of guys flirt with me when they're dating someone and how that makes her feel and like she's very self-aware it seems which is good i mean i'm just gonna say one day when you're older you might not meet somebody it doesn't happen for everyone and see that sounds sad to me i'm like that's okay damn i believe everyone finds someone i just it's it's i know it's like a very like old single people that i've i've like seen in people's families think about them yeah it's that yeah. so yeah that's a possibility and there's nothing wrong with that right mm-hmm. is but but i mean there has <laughs> to be a more so, uh, some other solution than to like to oh. igno- yeah yeah okay here's one maybe it's about tying into the therapy thing or self-care just about not in the cheesy way but like um being the person that you want to attract like or what does that make sense like being being the person that you think someone deserves because it's a lot about self-confidence too like obviously if you're if you've been fucked over in your life so much I get why it would bring you down and you're starting at this low point. But like if they could just find ways to to like just get themselves gassed up again and excited about who they are. And if you like dating, I love dating. So I encourage that if that's a form of happiness. But just knowing that you're worth the person like or just attracting people that that would be better for you by being better too yeah by just glowing (laughs) like showing people the the happier it's it sounds really condescending to say it like you can just say be happy and show your happy sides but figuring out what you love about yourself is a it's a journey that i think everybody should experience even when you're really depressed it's like coming out of it usually involves like a journey of self-love and, and finding out what hobbies you like, you know, what music you, that makes you happier, people you like. And, and she obviously doesn't really like these dudes that she's been attracting. It's not her type. It's just, it's, it's a subconscious type, like you were yeah. saying. So it's like, f- try to be the person that who you really want would be attracted to. And that can just be a whole bunch of different things. Like maybe you want to read books more. I don't know. Maybe you want to be someone that goes out more or or cares about certain things that you've been neglecting. But yeah, usually you attract those people by investing in yourself, right? Yeah. I I suck at doing it. Yeah. I I think also sometimes the way that you meet people, if you meet them, like, like when you're pursuing a hobby or learning something, you are watching that person in an environment that is not necessary. Yeah. And, and you see that they're doing their own thing. They're not focusing on trying to date that's you. That's so attractive. And yeah. so I think that's a good way to try to like meet people is, is like By that. almost trying not to. It's like funny how people say like, oh, when I wasn't looking, I found someone that was great. Yeah, because it's attractive to see someone that's almost not looking or mm. seemingly not looking. Yeah, but you also get to know them when they're not trying to impress you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be someone that runs more, you might find someone while you're out jogging, yeah. you know, or taking a hike. Like but it's, it's got to be someone that's actually into jogging. Yeah. <laughs> and even if they're not, though, just someone hearing that you're the kind of person that runs, that could be hot. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This, I feel sad for this girl. Okay. So. More sad <laughs> than the last girl? Uh, um, 
almost actually. <laughs> it's get a lot of interesting this, responses. This person was funny because I, like I said, I didn't have time to review some of these before, so I'm like surprised as I'm reading. Oh, oh. my god, it's still happening. <laughs> okay. I just think this would be so horrible to be in this situation. Okay, okay. But it says, two weeks ago, I attended a holiday party with my boyfriend and his family. We've been together for three years, and since we moved to his hometown, I've gotten to know his parents and sisters better. I forgot about a uh, new medication I was taking, had a few drinks, and became drunker than I have ever been in my entire life. Counting this event, I've only been drunk three times, so it's extremely out of character for me. I now know that I did something so horrible that at the party, my boyfriend broke up with me via text and told me he has no interest in speaking to me ever again. I'm devastated. My now ex-boyfriend is the sweetest man I know, so I had to have done something cruel for him to do this. But because he won't talk to me, I have almost no idea of what I did or said. I'm really afraid that I was mean to his sister Amanda, whom I've never liked. I'm going crazy going crazy here trying to figure out how to fix this and rebuild my life when I don't know why it's going off the rails. I'm so lost. Please, do you have any advice? Wow. Um, that does suck. I wish he would just tell her. I, I get that he doesn't have to, but if they were close enough to where yeah. they were together, you think he would owe her the courtesy of just saying, hey, yeah, this is what happened. This yeah. is why I'm not coming back. Yeah, it's the hardest thing in the world to not have closure and to not feel like you know why something happened. Um, it's like truly torturous, and I'm sh I almost 100% guarantee is worse than whatever she did to him, even if what she did to him was terrible right the suspense is still pretty awful it's yeah. its own form of the, torture yeah, yeah the per they weren't they weren't all there so i feel like it's really unfair in this situation yeah like, like they have the right to not come back to the relationship but i just think they could at least owe them the courtesy of explaining it happened, yeah. yeah i think it's cruel not to honestly. yeah even if he feels traumatized in his own way i think it's just better for both of them to discuss it you yeah. know yeah so i say you text him and call him and tell yeah. him <laughs> I there has to be somebody yeah. that knows what happened yeah. was there only like a couple of people exactly yeah, witnesses reach out to can the sister. sisters like i feel like there's ways to find out what happened and and then have the opportunity to get that explanation across to right. him right it may be embarrassing though to reach out to anyone that's I not would, him. i would do it though yeah I would, yeah, yeah. I look at, well you can't be embarrassed in a situation where you don't know what you did because you weren't all there like, yeah it's not especially really if he fault. won't respond because i was just thinking maybe she at least felt the most comfortable getting it from him and now she'll have to ask people that maybe she was less close to but yeah. i guess it depends and it's worth a try you know if it's that important to figure it out yeah it's just i can see how it is pretty tough going into that situation or mutual friends maybe yeah like if you're dating somebody there has to that be somebody that can get a con like in so. contact yeah. with them and let him explain the situation yeah i guess there's no other way really. i don't really know how you move on if you don't if you, yeah. you know yeah i wouldn't be able to easily yeah um i actually know this story that i think is so so fucking sad so um it's one of my friends friends was dating a girl for years and years and they were in love and she always really, really wanted to have kids, but he didn't want to have kids, and it was a struggle with their relationship. Um, so they broke up, um, and then she decided, you know what, like, I'm so in love with you, I'm so sorry, like, I would rather be with you, and like, gave up the idea of having kids. Wow. In the time that they were broken up, he had slept with another girl, gotten her pregnant. Oh, no. She God. decided to keep the baby. Oh, no. And he was like, I can never tell my like actual girlfriend this because it would fucking devastate her that I would never have a kid with her, but I'm having a kid with so somebody else. So he's hiding it? He just fucking disappeared. Oh, no. He stopped talking to her. He, like, moved he, he thought that would be easier. Never, yeah. He never told her anything. So they had dated, I think, for like five years. Whoa. And she has no idea what happened. To this happened. day? Yes. Do 
cute. I hope she's not listening I, to this episode. I hope she is because she needs to fucking That's know. Fuck Good point. point. Good point. But I keep telling him, I was like, send her an email. Like, some, like tell me her. I'll yeah. tell her. Like, okay. she needs to know. Yeah, that's okay. true. I think Be- that that's kind of unfair to have but put them been, in that situation. It's been years and years and years since that happened. Oh, but I mean, and she still doesn't know. She still doesn't know. Dude, I think, yeah, by now, no matter whose place it was, I think she, someone should tell her. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. guess, like, he told his family, don't tell her anything. Like, oh, so gross. I, I, she, yeah. That's oh, a piece of shit move. Up. I also, mean, at that point, it's like, just have two kids. <laughs> like, yeah, just get yeah. her fucking just pregnant like, you know and just what? like, yeah, you're I'll right. Have... By the way, also having a baby with someone else. Because so you know what? what? He, he was just <laughs> avoiding. Yeah, tell her after you tell her that you're willing to have kids. Be like, no, As soon as she gets pregnant, be like, guess what? This baby has a sibling. Yeah. <laughs> How Exciting. Much... Two babies. Hey. How much could he have cared about her, too, to just do that? And that be the reason, and think that he's somehow sparing her any more hurt. Yeah, that seems by taking away her choice in the matter of just being able to, like you said, closure. Just being able to address him and this decision. He's just avoiding getting his ass chewed out for this. Is what it is, and that's awful. I mean, like to be together five years with someone and to not give a shit about them enough to just say, "Hey, I messed up. By the way, I'm also leaving." Like, just tell her why. Yeah crazy it's so that like really breaks my heart yeah it's pretty rough yeah so are we keeping the story but you're just taking your friend's name out yeah 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 (laughs) okay cool because i don't even know the guy who did it yeah oh okay i think he's like married now i don't actually don't really know what happened to him right i have a similar thing where like i didn't get closure but i suspect that this is why because i've been thinking for years about why my first girlfriend broke up with me and i think it's because i hacked into her dead ex-boyfriend's was it MySpace? Oh, I remember you telling us yeah. about that. Yeah, and I, I feel awful, but like I'm thinking, like, why would someone break up with me and not tell me why? It could be other things. I feel I'm, like that would be a reason. That's enough of a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, she but never, she never told me did though. That, I would definitely call them out on it. I so think I she would, but she, I, I don't know. I wonder if because I could have sworn I told her I did it, and then she didn't make a big deal out of it in that moment. Mm. I don't remember high school. It's a blur. <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't fully know why my. Uh, ex-boyfriend broke up with me but i also can't I just, assume i just don't really care oh you don't care Not oh dude i was heartbroken i was devastated at like, the time devastated. right yeah yeah but it has also been like such an on and off thing for so long yeah but at this point i'm like it doesn't matter yeah see i don't care so much anymore i am still curious i'm never gonna not be, be curious but yeah i don't i feel like i've moved on enough but at that time it drove me crazy and it wasn't until years later that i thought oh maybe it's the dead hacking thing maybe yeah. that's <laughs> what it was there was stuff for a while because like he said something that he feels that I did was wrong which is totally 100% not and for a while I felt like okay I need to give it a little time and then I really need to write him this thing about like how I'm not wrong and like what I did like (laughs) you you are crazy for thinking like you're so wrong strongly worded letter yeah the fact that you would ever think that I would do something I would do something to hurt you is like so like in- incredibly like painful to me that you believe this and right. like I just d- couldn't have him believe this thing about yeah, me yeah yeah and then I was like I don't care you just slowly stop caring I can't do it I think that's yeah. great yeah that's good, I, I feel like I would have loved to have that moment too but it's better to just like kind of let it fade away yeah and maybe it would have even been helpful to write it and not send it oh yeah thing, but I just I think I thought about it for long enough that I was like it, it was kind of the same yeah yeah, yeah. Just like not going to do it. Good point. Yeah. Moving on without getting closure is sometimes healthy on your own terms. Yeah. But in this case, he's he's robbing her of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to that level is certainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it may, even at this point, it might have. Yeah. It might have resolved itself. But either way, I think it would be 
good yeah yeah i forget the original question too like what was the <laughs> the advice that we were supposed to like oh, it was that she, her boyfriend of three years broke up with her because she got so drunk and like she did something that's that she right know what. yeah 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 not knowing maybe she's had okay she might, might have some su- suspicion so just making up something for herself if she never gets closure would probably be a good way to like be like oh i was probably like jerking off some guy like all right you know we all well, do yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like you almost kind of be like this person the, that broke up with her is kind of shitty too because she said she's been on drunk like three times yeah her life she did one thing and then now the relationship was over you won't even exactly that person happened. obviously had her on this kind of weird pedestal it's where they, they won't let her be human i've been that asshole in the relationship too i'm glad the person decided to stay with me but like i used to get mad when they got drunk like somehow that was like a stain on their character I hate when people do that it's so shitty yeah. it's like who am i to be like you're you know an adult and can do what you want but also fuck you it's just it's a weird thing but it could have been the case here and the guys too immature to just realize yeah, that so maybe yeah that's tough yeah. Let's go next one. Okay, so uh, this one says, I'm in my late 40s, divorced, and have recently tried online dating. Overall, it's been great. I've met some terrific men and have been seeing a couple of them regularly. I'm upfront about not wanting to be exclusive at this time, and they're fine with keeping things light and casual, so that's all good. A bit of background. I was married for 17 years. Uh, when it went bad, it went very bad. I was. Uh, I know... Uh, gaslighting is a term, uh, uh, but in my case, it's accurate. When my um, now ex found someone else, he covered his ass with uh, an assault on my sanity. Crazy, imagining things, paranoid were the words that he used frequently when he laid blame on me for the problems at my feet and told me that despite my horrible flaws, he loved me and was committed to me and should be grateful. Uh, this went on for years. He was very good and very convincing. I got to the point where I didn't know what to believe because I couldn't just figure out what was real. It damn near destroyed me and sent me a running to a therapist to figure out what was wrong with me. With her help, I came to understand that I wasn't crazy. This was abuse and I kicked him out and saved myself. Now I feel strong, uh, peaceful and blessedly insane, uh, blessedly sane. Uh, the issue is uh, I'm, I'm facing now is that I have a desire to respond to online ads from married men looking to cheat on their uh, <laughs> mean, awful partners. <laughs> to be clear, I will never act on that desire. I work really hard to conduct my life with integrity, and I want to be uh, as far from my ex uh, ex's brand of toxicity as possible. But a part of me is drawn to the idea of being uh, the other woman of getting to have the fun and pleasure while the wife sits at home. I find these uh, feelings disturbing. I thought I uh, was better than that. I thought I would uh, was more healed than that. I don't know where this desire is coming from. What it, it's, it's trying to tell me, or how to deal with or make it go away. Do you have any perspective to give? Um, I was gonna say. I just don't feel like there's anything wrong with having that desire. I see. You're not acting on it. I have desires to do like fucked up I'm like oh like I think it would actually really be really cool to yeah. like date someone like Dexter even though obviously like yeah. I in reality like, dating a murderer yeah. would be really like I'm right. like, oh, it's a fantasy and fun and like yeah. if he loves me I'm the only one yeah, but yeah. it's like you have these desires that you wouldn't actually ever act on like mm-hmm. that's totally fine and if that's the worst of your desires and you're way more normal than the average person's desires I think that's fair and yeah entertaining it without actually like acting is is 
fine and human. I also think it's okay to have non-traditional relationships where you are with someone that you have an arrangement with where you get the high of pretending that you're a mistress, but really you're just one of their girlfriends. Like, that's just, I guess, 2019 way of dating now, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's if, you're, if you're into that, yeah. That's we live in. <laughs> totally. And they only feel ashamed because they probably have been in situations where it would have been against the rules, but mm-hmm. if it's within the rules, then live your fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's and probably a way to do that. Yeah, it's not even a crazy, like, disturbing fantasy. It's like there are a lot of valid, logical reasons why it actually feels good to be the other the woman. The other woman, as yeah. As to the responsibility of the main squeeze yeah yeah so i mean i'm not saying do it but i'm saying like, or do it <laughs> or do it within but you know reason having the desire to it's like yeah it's all good i think yeah. either way i feel like oh shit I'm trying to avoid that yeah i think like shitty things like come up all the time where you say something that you think is really funny but is like super fucked up if anybody heard you say it or or you laugh at something that's not funny at all. Right. And you kind of like, yeah, it's just, I think it's a natural human thing to, to, to do or think fucked up things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not even that fucked up. I've heard way worse fucked up fantasies from good people. So, you know, don't sweat it. Don't be so hard on yourself. But also if you find an arrangement that works for you, that's not traditional, I'd say lean into that. As long as you're being consenting adults and not breaking anyone's heart, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense to me. Mm hmm like it? I agree. All right. Should we do one more? Yes. Okay, so it says, my husband's parents asked me to be in the delivery room while I'm giving birth, and he said yes without asking me. Now he doesn't want to tell them otherwise, which is weird because he isn't usually lacking in assertiveness. I get along fine with my in-laws, but I don't want them in there with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's th- that's completely up to the woman that's yeah, giving birth. Like he should have asked. He definitely should have asked, and it's kind of weird that he doesn't want to tell them otherwise. I get, I, I get that it would be incredibly disappointing if, if they were told yes, and then and he had to like, go back and say no. But I, it's I, weird. Why would you want to be there anyways? Yeah, and maybe he thought he was just like doing something that was was good for the family and not because he wanted it to be done. But even then, it's a good example as like a husband and a new father to be like, hey she doesn't want you in here i'm sorry like not right now like take the blame you know or whatever i would don't even want my husband to be in there (laughs) i'm serious really i don't think so okay so you might have kids no but oh you know what but if you did that's a conversation that you guys would have to have and then definitely the husband would have to or whoever the baby daddy he's gonna have to (laughs) make that decision and be like okay fine this is important to you so i guess i'm gonna step off yeah it's, it's, it's their it's their thing they have all the rights to make it however they want to I do agree. it. I agree. I think that's when a woman is totally in charge. Um, as long yeah. as they're doing something to put like the kid in danger, I guess. Like, right. Uh, you know, she's like holding the kid hostage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him in or else. If he's going to be in there, he's going to be sitting up by my head the entire time. Yeah. Whatever you need, dude. Yeah. Well, well, or yeah, if you have a C-section, then they could just be behind the curtain. Oh, see, that's scary to me. Like yeah. I want to have kids, but I don't think about like what it'll be like. And if I had to have surgery to have a kid, I would actually be really mad at that kid. I'd be like, <laughs> come on. I'd, so I probably shouldn't have kids. <laughs> don't even think giving birth is possible. Like, what? I know that <laughs> I know that it's, it's how everyone's here. Right. But I think about giving birth, and I'm like, it's just not real. It doesn't seem it's like it should be real, real right? Yeah. <laughs> Weird conspiracy theory. Yeah, some people break their ribs or, like, their hips to get the baby yeah. out. I'm I like, just, wait, I just visited what? with my friend. She broke her pelvis bone. When See, that's not happening birth. for anybody. That's a big bone. I wouldn't break my hip. Unless it was, it was, it was like, a, life was and a, death. It wasn't oh, a big it break. It was, like, a tear more. But, yeah. but still, oh, no. See, I get a little paper cut, and I freak out. So, yeah. like... Paper cuts are painful, though. Yeah, so. true. But a baby breaking a hip coming... Dude. 
you must already love that kid coming because i can't think imagine loving something i haven't met so that's another weird thing that's I that's how i felt seen. when my kids were born also yeah it took you a while you're like 15 minutes and you're like all right i guess you yeah guys yeah, are yeah. Cool. no yeah. It's a, i think something happens and like i felt like like you, you're just like shot up with like parental hormones. adrenaline yeah something happened where it was like you it, mi- you might not well, some people don't some people get don't it. Yeah. yeah that's why a lot of women have like postpartum depression yeah but like for, guilty. yeah for me definitely and th- i think the same thing happened to madison when she had them it probably took a little bit of time interesting yeah but for me for me i definitely felt like immediately alert like i was like like i had like it spider senses for my kids so that's like, awesome yeah but i felt nothing leading up to that people would be like oh how are the kids and i'd be like i have no idea <laughs> i haven't met them yet they're still in there i'm assuming they're alive Good point. Good but point. they could yeah. not be and still people cooking. would be like horrified they look at me like i was crazy for being like i don't such I, a weird standard society yeah, has i was for like us, they're yeah. still in there that's what yeah. i would say is like they're still in there <laughs> i'll let you know nothing else for you yeah, yeah. to be determined yeah Good point. I want to have kids for all like the aesthetic reasons, like the shallow reasons. But like you want to dress them. I do, <laughs> and I want to dress myself in like maternity clothes. No. <laughs> like, that's about it. To wear maternity dressing them as man suits. Can do that yeah. now. I'll do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, like I have kid names. I like stuff like that's, that's yeah. Cool too, yeah. But yeah. the raising and cleaning. Oh my god, the pooping and all. That's yeah. I can't believe that that's a basic thing they do all the time that I would have to clean up for. Yeah. That's insane. Also, like, correcting the wrongs that your parents did is fun. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, when you're, you're right. When you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing that my parents didn't do for me. Yeah. Or I'm going to make sure I don't make those same decisions or whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels very good. Yeah. You yeah. still got to clean their poop, though. I do think <laughs> it would be cool to, like, try and raise a really good person, you know? But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I want to raise a serial killer. Just see, like, no, how quickly. I, I mean, I think <laughs> it's pretty then, easy. And then I want to date that serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the one 18 yeah. years from now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's why we're friends. Damn, yeah. baby. <laughs> it's a destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Are you cool with that? <laughs> I, I have to be. It's true love. <laughs> I don't want to get in the way. Yeah, it just happened. Uh, we didn't make it take care of them yeah all right well we only did four questions this time but we're at an hour and 25 so Uh, that's probably like a good amount of time to yeah to focus on questions today and um yeah as usual guys if you have any solicited advice that you want us to help you out with you can email us at unsolicited unsolicited advice podcast one at gmail.com why do we say that together i don't know i thought i was gonna stop and let you take over but then i was like oh maybe i should also say it i didn't know who was taking the lead i thought that you were gonna stop and then you okay well maybe this time you try saying it by yourself and i'll edit out the part where we said it together i think where we said it together is fine i thought it was nice yeah (laughs) i like the unison yeah yeah we're just a sign of good co-hosts we're just like so in sync that we can you're twinning yeah yeah working out okay cool all right well that's the end of this episode oh jaleesa do you have anything you want to plug sure i'll plug my podcast Mueller she wrote check it out wherever you get podcasts and thank you guys for having me yeah, of course thank you thanks for, for being on hell yeah this was fun and was uh fun. yeah keep a lookout for britney's uh future Instagram costco. costco review thing yeah it's not out yet but you know look out for that let you guys know what it's called next time i want to think of a name i was gonna like dream about it and I'll tweet you. Are definitely, you on Twitter? Oh, yeah, I'm not on Twitter. Send me a, send me a <laughs> message. That's what we should. Yeah. We should definitely plug that uh, so that people can reach out and let you know if they have any ideas for that. Uh, also, name. if you know of like other like maybe local grocery stores or Fraser places Farms. that have samples. Yeah. I could go, you have them every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. interesting. Dude, That's hell yeah. You yeah, let me do a tour And also someday. sometimes from different companies. So we have a demo lady that does demos every day. And then we also have reps coming in all the time and doing wow. demos. So. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, network, dude. Finally getting me to go to Vista. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. See, see when that fucking happens. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, let's let. You should also say on the podcast when you're gonna come visit me in Vista, so that you can try to make that happen. Um, <laughs> very yeah. pretty soon. Very soon. Nice. Okay. Nice. Not my next episode, probably, but very soon. You're putting it out in the universe. Yes. I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and don't overdo anything. Futuristic, would you put your two lips on my wooden kiss and could you?